0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. COVID 19 pandemic continuing
1: coverage on 630 Chad. been watching very closely the surge in COVID-19 cases and deaths inside Canada's long-term care facilities. According to the federal government, uh, the numbers there are close to half of all COVID-19 deaths in Canada have happened in nursing homes. It is playing out across the country. It's happening here in Alberta, BC, and most notably in Quebec, where the premier uh, there is calling the situation critical. Of course, it's also happening in Ontario. You've heard about that uh, nursing home in Bob Cajun. Today, the prime minister announced change to pay for people who work in long-term care homes, but that is just one issue that they are facing. To take a closer look at what's happening and why, we're joined by Pat Irwin, who is the founder and president of Elder Care Canada. Pat, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jaylen. Pat, can you start by telling me just a little bit about what Elder Care Canada does? What is your mandate? We've been
0: around for 20 years, and I founded it when my own dad died because I didn't really know what my options were. So it's for families to know what are their options, what are the pros and cons of all of those, getting through the red tape to get the support to keep their family members safe.
1: You have been in and out um, of these homes and working with the system for many years now. You must be devastated to to be seeing and hearing what is happening.
0: You know what, Jelaine, I'm very, very angry. <laughs> What's happened is <laughs> old people are not sexy or fun. So it's very easy for them to lose funding And when everybody looked around and said, well, we've got people who are living and working together, so schools, nope, protect them, workplaces, protect them. Why nobody thought about long-term care speaks so much to how disenfranchised this cohort of seniors is.
1: Pat, I was reading today, and I thought that this uh, summed it up uh, very well. It says that this crisis is revealing all the weaknesses of a senior care system that has suffered from decades of neglect. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. 100%. Bang on hm so you know if we if we look at it right now well first off before we get to that what are you hearing from the people inside about the fam you know from the families and from the workers who are there the people who are running these these operations
0: someone said in one of these many articles that even in a war you were trained and you were given a helmet and a rifle this is a war and no one foresaw or thought through that they would need personal protection equipment that they would need the ability to isolate and uh, control the outbreaks that may have happened to communicate none of this was put into place although it was clearly obvious that it was coming so now you have staff that is so burned out they're working very long hours people are saying give them more money they don't know whether they're coming or going they've all worked in numerous places every day because that's how they can make a living
1: so well you know Pat I think I think money is a bit is a bit of a band-aid right now what they need right now is the is the equipment they need uh, the staffing they need to yeah. know about what to do they you know and um, j- they need better support and and I, I don't know if that's too late at this point
0: well there's a misstep conception that a nursing home supplies nursing and of course it doesn't it's in a way to be cruel it's it's a warehousing of people with complex needs that can't manage them alone so um, that expertise is not in place neither was mm. the, the personal uh, protection equipment and, and so on of course but the knowledge isn't in place these women that look after these people they're not nurses. So none of that knowledge was given to them. So they're picking it up on the fly and kind of taking two steps forward and one step back.
1: Some of the other um, questions and some of the flags that have been waved, um, you know, on this as well is, you know, when you look at some of the facility designs as well, where residents are, are sharing rooms, oftentimes sharing rooms, they're in mm-hmm. common areas. I remember the, the facility that my grandmother was in, right? Um, and, and that obviously would increase the chance of transmission. If you don't have a place to put, um, you know, single people, you know, put pers- to, to isolate someone, then, then How do you control something that is spreading so easily? Right,
0: and ironically, um, long-term care likes to have common areas because they don't like to think of a person alone in their room or in their shared room, and here that whole idea has tragically backfired.
1: If if there was a wish list that you could, um, you know, click your heels together and put together and, and, oh. and, and magically plop that into these homes, what what would be on it? What would it be? It would be that seniors are just as valuable as
0: children and office workers, both of whom had controls in place, closed the schools, closed the workplace. How come you don't value the seniors and how come you don't value the caregivers that look after them? So that's mm. what I would wish for. Oh, boy.
1: You okay? I'm fine. <laughs> it's got to be emotional though. Um, is there anyone out there that's doing this right?
0: Oh I don't think so. I think it's sneaked up on everyone and um, seniors are by definition if they're in long-term care as I said earlier can't look after themselves so they're already frail and at a disadvantage. So do you take them from everything they know and put them in hospital, where they're going to do very badly and probably flunk triage anyway? This has always been the dilemma.
1: Pat, before I let you go, um, just we're running up against the clock here. And again, we're talking with Pat Irwin, who is the founder and president of uh, Elder Care Canada. Pat, what do you tell people right now who have a loved one in care? There are some stealth things you can do, <laughs> stealth. <laughs>
0: they, people forget that this is a cohort that grew up talking on the phone. Phone them. And if they can't pick up, a caregiver can pick up. Learn the caregiver's cell phone, perhaps. Call them, FaceTime with the caregiver, and and, uh, just make your your presence known every day. Make it consistent. Stand outside. Uh, Mom, I love you. Um, Don't let them be forgotten, because when you're uh, totally alone, it's a very, very long day. Send them old pictures. Send them postcards. Send them your kids' artwork. Keep them in the loop as much as you possibly can.
1: Yeah, I know some of my friends who have uh, family in uh, long-term care facilities right now, and if if the mind is starting to go, they don't understand. They don't know why they're there. They don't know why people, they don't understand why people aren't coming to visit them, especially when you used to get visitors all the time. So it's important to remind them and, and to do all of these things. That communication is key right now. It's absolutely key, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And everybody says, oh, give her a tablet.
0: This is not a time for someone to learn to new technology just call them on the phone
1: call them on the phone call yep,
0: them on, call the, them phone on the phone and don't say what's new mom talk about something like remember when we went took the trip to the Maritimes something positive something that is a happy memory that only you would know make it a quality time that you're chatting with them it, it, it works it really does
1: Pat you know looking uh, two, three, four months down the road here um, what are you hoping for?
0: I'm hoping finally, finally, all of us will tell our politicians that this is totally unacceptable. It's going to take a lot of deaths, I'm afraid for that to happen and those politicians should also remember that the baby boomers are coming up right behind this (laughs) and if they think it's ugly now oh boy it's going to get way uglier with
1: them. and let's remember i mean we have an aging population we have a and it's just going to it's going to continue here for Mm -hmm. the next uh couple of decades uh pat thank you so much for joining me this afternoon thank you for your insight into this
0: oh you're very welcome thank you so much jenna
1: I appreciate it, Pat Irwin, joining us this afternoon. She says, "You know what? Finally, she says, I hope that the the politicians understand and and realize what's going on." Uh, I was reading an article earlier today as well, saying that. Um, you know, many in the in the in the business or people who are in the, um, the the advocacy for elder care, saying that this is a failure at every level of leadership across the country. And uh, unfortunately, it's taken this for us to realize it. Sarah says those are some beautiful suggestions that Pat just made. And then this one as well says, you know what, Jay, she hit the the nail on the head. Keep involved with your loved ones. This is signed a nurse with 25 years plus of long-term care. I've held the hand of more than I can count of a dying resident with no family involvement.